This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Yes, you. You, the person listening to this right now, because you maybe, or at least should consider being a member of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where every Sunday you get an entire another bonus episode of this very podcast. You get me and Maureen in your ears talking again uh, because you give it the five or $10 a month level. That $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail because every month, because you become a member of the says who sticker club, they're all good. They're all great. Uh, it's like getting a little present in the mail from us once a month patreon.com slash says who put my refreshing drink down mm. see my drink then show it to I you do. it's a Calston ginger look at that i just mm. had a rhubarb one it was so tasty i'm gonna tell you all about the good things i've eaten here dan but dan books books i understand you have some familiarity with them i'm familiar with books do you like them i do i write them hey what it's true. Dan. What a weird coincidence. Yeah. I like them. Mm-hmm. You write them. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Tell me more. Well, if you want to read my books, you can. Uh, you don't have to, but you can. Okay. Uh, I, I want to. Eh, yeah. How would I do that? Uh, Just find them. I also like a scavenger hunt. Yeah. I'm in a really comfy bed right now, I have to say. I'll talk about the bed, too. I like it. Well, if you would like to get Maureen's books and you wouldn't like to engage in a scavenger hunt, you can always go to our bookshop, which is easily found at kickbezosintheballs.org. You can get Maureen's book or other books, and you can get them on the internet. kickbezosintheballs.org. Speaking of getting things on the internet, and this uh, cool, spooky season that we're in, we have a whole bunch of Says Boo merchandise over at merch.sayswhopodcast.com. It's all a winner. You could just close your eyes and click randomly and you'd get something great. Merch.sayswhopodcast.com. Is it spooky? Ugh, damn. Hey. I am starving. It is supper time. You ready for dinner? I'm starving. It is breakfast time. Wait, Wait, where are you? I it is six p.m. here, Dan. It's dinner time, and it's time. I, I, mm. It's ten a.m. here, where I am. Where am I? I don't uh, even. Yesterday, I was at home. Uh-huh. Where are you? I'm in London. Oh, okay. I am. I'm looking out the window. I'm in Los Angeles, not at home. Huh. My body thinks it's lunchtime. My clock says it's breakfast time. My body thinks it's probably dinner time. It might be lunchtime. It's not super sure. Well, we're traveling. Did you get that impression, everybody? We don't know where we are. Ding we don't dong. know what time it is. Uh, wow, wow. Well, says to right. it. Let's do it. Oh, he's going to blow your nose now. Okay, go ahead. Oh, you got to cut that out? Probably not. Welcome to Says Who. Why is your tissue so loud? They're napkins. I was going to say, those are crinkly ass. 
their napkins for my breakfast taco that I just finished eating. Dan. Hmm? Hello from London. Hello from Los Angeles. Welcome to the Says Who podcast. The travel show that isn't a podcast. (laughs) This one was real complicated. Yeah. Do you hear that sound? No. There's like a sound in my room that has started. Mm, uh, I feel like it started when I came back from getting breakfast. And I feel like it is now increasing in frequency. I don't know why, what it is. It sounds vaguely mechanical. It's fine, Dan. Okay. It's going to drive me nuts. It's going to drive me nuts. Nothing wrong, Dan. You look like you are in a very fancy bed. Dan, this is the most comfortable bed in the world. It is like sleeping on a marshmallow cloud. You just sink into it. This hotel is lovely. We are in the middle of Soho in London. And let me tell you about the many delicious things you can eat in Soho in London. Yeah. Yesterday, we had breakfast at an Indian restaurant called Dishoom. Oh, I've been there. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you a couple things you can get for breakfast. You can get an English breakfast through an Indian lens. Holy shit. Sign me up. So the full English, but everything, you know, spiced eggs, Indian Uh, style sausages, roasted tomatoes, masala beans. I want this in my mouth. Black pudding and naan. My God. That sounds incredible. They make a vegan version of that with everything, including vegan black pudding, right down to it. They do a sausage roll, but it's a non-sausage roll. Okay. So a sausage roll inside of, no, it's like a sausage roll inside of naan bread. Oh, naan. I thought you meant naan, like it is not a sausage roll. No, no, a naan bread. It is inside naan. Oh, that sounds amazing. With a gently spiced cream cheese, apparently. Oh my God, I want that. But I had the porridge, which doesn't sound exciting. Okay. This was the best. First of all, it's bottomless. They will bring you as many bowls of it as you want. Okay. Which means that I think I will be going back early tomorrow morning to see how many bowls of it I can eat. Yeah, challenge accepted. It was gently, it's cooked in oat milk, gently spiced with cardamom, with bananas and dates. They make their own homemade chai, which is also bottomless. They will pour you as many cups of hot, perfect chai as Uh you want. It is the best breakfast in London, and I highly recommend if you ever visit here to have it. Um, last night we had Indian dinner as well. Like it yeah, was, we had Indian food all throughout the day. Oh, I mean, oh, so many. I mean, uh, also that sounds incredible. I mean, I, I can't complain, Dan. It, it but um. Right now, Dan, you may have seen the news that yes. the uh, the English economy, yeah, has completely tanked. Yeah, what is uh, what is the pound to the dollar right now as we speak? This very moment, I believe dollar seven. It is a dollar seven. It went. It dropped as low as a dollar three yesterday. So it is, for all intents and purposes, par. I'm pretty sure the last time I was in London, which was admittedly a number of years ago now, it was a buck seventy-five. Mm-hmm. That's about average. It, you yeah. can even—I've seen it go as high as two-two. 
Yeah. So one pound costs you $2.20, and now it's even, which means that basically everything here is cheaper than it has ever been ever in our lifetime. I bet. I mean, it's just got to feel wild. It's just par. So (laughs) it's just par. You just buy stuff and it's completely par. It's nuts. It is terrifying for England. Yeah. Not great, Dan. There's a lot of not great stuff going on here. Yeah. But um, it does mean that you're like, maybe I will have another helping of parch, but it's also included. So it's like. So let's do a little bit of England to American translation. Porridge is just sort of oatmeal, right? Mm. It's Mm -hmm. what we would call oatmeal, but it's got other flavors in it. Yeah, this is, I mean, a lovely, super well-cooked, slow-cooked oatmeal with um, cardamom and dates and bananas. Yes. It was also, magical. I also had a magical breakfast this morning, except I just ate it 15 minutes ago. So because we are on different time zones, but I am in Los Angeles for some work. Uh, my second flight since 2020. My first flight was two weeks ago. Uh, first time I did a ride share. I did a lift from the airport. And uh, I was like, oh, I got to, you know, like, I'm going to be in a mask. And the guy was masked, Maureen. He had his windows open, even when we were on the highway and he was driving 95, which is a real experience. And most importantly, he was blasting Phil Collins the whole time. And I was like, I was like, I can I can get with this. This is going to work. Holy shit. Awesome. I was really dreading the rideshare part of the the. the experience and instead it was amazing dan that is the opposite of here yeah well i mean i would say i actually it was interesting waiting uh lax has a very large sort of um rideshare pickup area that is quite far actually from the actual terminal but i was noticing that it seemed like most of the drivers were wearing masks so i almost wonder if that isn't um a requirement or it is just very much the way most of the people at the airport, most of the people getting in those cars were not wearing masks, but, uh, but my guy was, it was awesome. The, uh, I, I sat down and my brain was like, what am I hearing right now? And then I realized it was, that's all. Let me tell you, when I was in like sixth grade, I was so fucking into that song. It was a good song. It's a good song. I got to my hotel. I ran and I got some tacos uh, because I hadn't eaten since three in the afternoon. Chicago time. Uh, Ate tacos, went to sleep, woke up this morning, went and got more tacos. Had breakfast tacos. That story checks out, Dan. From Guisados, I had one Papas and one Weenie, the world's greatest breakfast taco. The Weenie? The Weenie. It's eggs. Uh huh. Little bit of potato. Okay. Shredded cheese. Right. And little chopped up coins of hot dog. Oh, it's so good. Oh my God. It is so good. They're like little, they are a little bit crispy and a little bit greasy and oh, they are so good. And then they also sell um, cold brew with horchata. Oh, wow. I had a big cold brew with horchata, which is just kicking in for me now. So I am, uh, I am fed. I'm ready. It is still very funny to me how 
different our time zones are right now. Used to one hour apart. You're like getting hungry for dinner. And I'm just full of breakfast. Although we have been eating exceptionally late here. Yeah. Like nine o'clock at night. Ooh, that's so uh it's so European. It's yeah. just that's the only time we can get a table down because everything's full all the time. It's party. It's a never ending party. It's a never ending an unmasked situation. Good stuff. I just read that um they saw a thirty percent leap in COVID cases in the UK last week. I so, bet they did. Yeah. yeah a thirty percent, huh? Yeah. Yeah. There is a there's an ongoing health study um, in the UK. So it's a subset of people. This is not based on the governmental data, but on the study data where it's something like 200,000 people or something like that are logging their health throughout the entire uh, pandemic. And it has accurately predicted, I think, two weeks ahead of governmental data, every major wave of the pandemic uh, in the UK. So... It's you're you're there. You're there. This, this is the land of the crashing pound, the delicious Indian breakfast, the uh, and also down the turf, uh, which I have found insert themselves into every possible situation and conversation um, because they are obsessed. Uh, and it's all they can think about. It's so no like good. they wake up every day and say, how can I bigot today? just seems like there are an a, infinite number of better ways to spend your time and brain energy. Just other things to do, right? Literally anything. Anything at all? I mean, it is England. Mm. They do have weird hobbies like yep. train spotting and mm-hmm. shit like that. But uh, this fucking <laughs> sound is going to make me nuts. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. There's my boy. There he it is. is. It has not been going until we started like. 15 minutes before we started recording and now it will not stop and I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. This hotel room, sorry to interrupt. This hotel room is 125 square feet. It is very, very small. It is like a little pod hotel, which I actually really, really like. I like a good compact hotel. There's just a big bed and a window and this, this wall right next to me, I'm going to knock on it. That's the, uh, that's the bathroom, which is frosted glass. And uh, and that's it. There's the sink of the bathroom is in the room itself because there's no other room. So it's very small. So this weird sound that keeps going off on a frequent basis is uh, basically in this space. And it's going to make me lose my fucking mind. There's no noise. This is a I'm in a crazy fancy hotel. Yeah, I mean, I can tell just from the be- the headboard that I see on the video. My, I'm in, so this is, I'm just in my room. So there's all these, all these bedrooms that radiate off of a main living room Uh that has like a big, it's a big room and it has an amazing kitchenette. Like it's all marble. It's not a kitchenette. It's like a fancy bar area, but they give you actual Wedgwood china. Wow. In your room as your cups to make your tea. Sure. It's super fancy, Dan. I, it's I have no business being in a fancy place like this, but here are my little windows off the. Like it is, it is huge. My room is enormous. It is a palace. There's lots of famous English people running around downstairs. I saw at least two. 
uh, Taskmaster past contestants. What? Proceed to the nearest exit and leave the building. Oh boy. The elevators, but proceed to the stairways and exit the building. Dan, Dan, is your hotel on fire? I don't know. (laughs) Are you going to take this computer with you? The weird thing is they announced at some point that they were going to test them, but I thought that was... May I have your attention, please? May I have your attention, please? Okay, this is a... There's been a fire reported in the building. (laughs) Dan, are you... To the nearest exit and leave the building. Dan, is your hotel on fire? I guess. I don't know. Now they just shut it off. Do you think I'm supposed to go? Dan, this is, I, I, I don't want you to stay in a building that might be on fire. But is it on fire? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this is a very, very 2022 question. Should I stay on a building that might be on fire? Is it on fire? Do we, I, do we have the information about whether or not it's on fire? And Does anyone care? And should I just stay here or should I try not to be on fire? Do you think it's on fire, Dan? Because if it's on fire, you should get out. I mean, the weird thing is, like, I an hour ago, they made an announcement being like, hey, just so y'all know, we have to test our fire alarm system. And so uh, you may hear our alarm go off. You don't have to leave. And then, like, pretty shortly after that, there was a, like, and I was like, well, that's fine. But I ran out the door because I was heading to get my breakfast tacos. Uh now, if they said that, it seems like that was it, right? Right, but that was like they made that announcement like an hour ago. What are the and, chances that they would test it and then the building would immediately catch on a fire? Right. I don't know. I'm so confused right now. This is like I'm going to use this fancy. There's like a weird iPad thing. Can I get in touch with people? Let's find out live whether or not Dan's hotel is on fire. Hotel guide weather view fire. balance. Do they just have is the hotel on fire button? That's so weird. Is there an actual is there a I don't think there's even like a But like don't you think they'd still be announcing it? I mean And there's that goddamn wee sound again. <laughs> this is chaos. <laughs> there isn't a oh the here's a okay, hold on. There's a phone. We're going to find out live because please proceed to the nearest exit oh, okay. and leave the building. Well, there's Do not use the elevators, you... but proceed to the stairways and exit the building. <laughs> <laughs> but see then they keep shutting it off. Don't you think that would still be going? All right, I'm looking at this thing. Now. I I can if it's on fire. All right. He's gonna... probably fine, you guys, right? I, mean, I hope so. I'm dialing zero. <laughs> you guys, he's... I just see the bottom Hi, of his... Hi, I'm confused. Am I actually supposed to leave the place, or are you just testing your thing? Okay. Okay, this is just a test, then? Okay, great. Thank you. Bye. He laughed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is just a test. That's huh. funny. That's funny. 
I would probably follow that test step with an immediate announcement saying it's just a test. I don't know. That's me. Hey, we're about to test this. It's about to go off. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. Here it is. Also, because I am able to hear just enough. There were a lot of doors opening and closing a bit ago. And I'm like, oh, boy, people are leaving. But look at that. I just I I did my own research, Maureen. That's a great job. Unless the phone was tapped by someone that wants to murder me. They intercepted that call, told me to stay. Rudy? I'm going to die in a fire. Could be. We'll get to that. But yes, Dan, I saw two Taskmaster consultants here last night. You mean contestants? Yes. Which two? Judy Love. (gasps) I love her. I came face to face with Judy Love and Lolly. Did you tell her she's incredible? I wanted to, but I didn't want to like be like, I love you, Judy Love. And Lolly. I saw Lolly, who was deeply in conversation with someone. Who is Lolly? Lolly was on... I just Lolly. She's also on Ghosts. She is the best on Ghosts. She's so good. She's on the perfect show, Ghost. My favorite show that has just started again is a perfect show. It's a perfect showdown. I love it so much. She is uh, Lolly. Um, I'm forgetting Lolly's last name, but I saw there, her. There is a BBC show called Ghosts, and then there is an American mm-hmm. show called Ghosts. Is that correct? Yes. And the, um, I'm talking about the BBC one. They show it on HBO in the U.S., it is okay. a perfect it is a perfect show. It is one of my absolute favorite shows of all time now. I will tell you that they're uh, just around the corner from where I'm staying. I went on a fruitless breakfast walk earlier because the breakfast tacos that I really wanted weren't going to open until nine. And we were recording shortly after that. And I was like, I don't know that I make it. Uh, but then I couldn't find food. But I was about a block or two away. And there was a um, there's a like a movie theater. Building. Please proceed to the nearest exit and leave the building. Do not use the elevators, but proceed to the stairways and exit the building. Why, Maureen, would you announce an hour ago that you were doing this? Because you will actually know. May I have your attention, please? May I have your attention, please? There has been a fire reported in the building. All right. Um, I sent you an email around nine and I was like, hey, uh, maybe we should do this at 10 my time um, instead of 945 because I got to grab food and I and they're supposed to be testing the fire alarms for the next hour. Right. Apparently that meant the next two hours. Anyway, I was walking on a fruitless (laughs) on a fruitless uh, breakfast search. Because nothing in downtown L.A. seems to open before nine. Anyway, uh, there was a movie theater and it is hosting the Ghosts CBS season two premiere. Mm. And on its facade, it just said on the side facade. I understand it was the thing from the front side, but the side facade of the uh, marquee just read Ghosts only. And that's what I saw first. And I was like, wow, what is going on here? It was much less exciting when I found out it was a movie premiere. But I liked the idea. Did they also have a sign that said, this isn't the good one? That's the BBC one? No, not Do not watch the American one. Watch the BBC one. It is is genuinely one of those heartwarming. It's so funny. It's so good. And it's so... It's remember I told you the show about anxious people, how it just felt right. That's how yeah. Ghost feels. I am so in love with this show. I recommend it with my whole heart and soul. I love it. I love it. I love it. 
So yes, I'm famous in. famous people, nice tea. The cr- Dan, the craziest bathtub. It this thing is about four feet deep. It's got a big ass TV in there. <laughs> wow. There's a big TV in the bathtub. To, it's right on the wall in front. It has a dedicated bathtub TV. I uh, I am my hotel is very funny because it's clear that they want this to be like a cool hip young hotel, but it's also because it's so small, it is much cheaper than pretty much any other hotel in L.A. as far as I can find because I had to hit it at a certain price point, and so it is almost exclusively at least as far as I can tell from the people that are in the lobby, like older people on vacation and business people. But uh, but the whole thing is like there's like graffiti. You walk in, you know, the um, the love park uh, in Philly, the mm-hmm. love sculpture that's yep. like it's a quadrant where L O V and E very famous. You've seen it you might not even know it's a sculpture, but it is that you walk in and they have that same sculpture, except it says porn. It's one of those places where it's like, oh, we're going to be cool and hip and edgy. I'm going to rub uh, my head. <sighs> The um, actually, I will also get the hang tag real quick. The hang tag that you're supposed to hang on your door just says, don't come in. There's someone naked in here. Then it has a little picture of a naked person holding a towel over their body. I see. Yeah. But um, but mostly you just come for the constant sound and the fire alarm test. Well, that's nice. The wing sound is going again. I am never leaving this hotel. I I will. I enjoyed this hotel up until about 45 minutes ago because mostly the bed is really big and it got very dark at night and it's quiet. The last sort of hipsterish hotel that I stayed at in in L.A. or not the last because that's all I stay at. But the first hipsterish hotel I stayed at in L.A. Um, was so loud. It was like the. Windows were basically, I think, you know, a single sheet of very thin glass and you could just hear the street in front of you the whole time. It was unpleasant. Well, Dan. Anyway. This has been Hotel Talking. (laughs) We should do a travel show. You're just really nervous that that uh, fire alarm is going to go off again. Well, I'm in constant ready that it will. What? But Dan... Has there has it been a, a lovely, quiet week? Well, Maureen Johnson. See, I just really kind of like slid I like right setting in. this up for us. Yeah, I think before we get into new stuff, we should maybe um, just send our our a shout out to our listeners in Florida who are dealing with a hell of a storm uh, descending upon them as we speak. Um, really hope that you are safe and you can stay as dry as possible and all of that. It is not nice there and it is about to get a whole lot less nice is bananas. How, what is the, uh, how big is this hurricane right now? Uh, I think it's a category three right now, but it is moving very, very slowly and it ha it has, a very large amount of kind of rain ahead of it. So there's a lot of flooding already happening, even though it hasn't hit. Also, my understanding is because of the way the wind rotates and it's coming up the Gulf side, um, like that entire 
side of the Florida peninsula um, is like in the actual like straight hit head on hit of the rotation. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be real nasty. It seems like everyone is basically saying it's going to be nasty. It's nasty enough that Disney has closed a bunch of stuff in Orlando and they are inland. And how soon before it hits? Uh, I believe we record. I think it is. I mean, people will be listening to this on Wednesday. I believe it's hitting Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, so so it's still a day out. Yeah, it's just past Cuba. It's heading toward the Keys right now. And then it's going to go not up the Atlantic, but up the Gulf. Of course, just. uh, It's forcing Ron DeSantis to pretend he's actually a governor and not just a piece of shit. Maybe he can uh, he can spend a few days not ruining people's lives for sport and instead uh, deal, but probably not. That's probably wishful thinking on my part. Well, Dan, I'm like you. Please, Florida. I'm so sorry. Please stay safe. That seems like a meaningless statement, but hopefully you know what we mean. We do. We do. But Maureen, uh, in addition, it's worth pointing out, we are recording this on Tuesday, the 27th. This is largely due to the fact that we have very complicated schedules this week. And uh, this little pocket of time where it is not too late for you and not too early for me uh, is the only day that we were able to record. It is our normal recording day. However, you are listening to this on Wednesday, the 28th. And on Wednesday, the 28th is when the January 6th committee comes back for one last ride uh, and holds another hearing, a standalone hearing after a few months off, which seems strange to me. But, hey, you know, that's just me. Um, And obviously, we are not talking about that because it hasn't happened yet. And uh, because of your travel schedule and my work schedule, I think that probably the soonest we will be chatting about that will be on the town watch. But we do know a few things. Uh, Members of the committee have said that this is really just a one and done. Uh, It will be the last public hearing of the committee before the midterms. Um, Once the midterms hit, you get all sorts of things like Liz Cheney won't be a uh, congressperson because uh, she lost her primary. Um, And if, uh, as expected, the Republicans take control of the House, clearly this committee will be broken up in that period between the midterms and when the new Congress starts. They will release a report. Um, But yeah, this seems to be it. This This is one last ride for them. We don't know what it's about. I tried to look it up. There hasn't been anything announced as of yet but uh but it'll probably be bananas so we don't know know right now if there's a lot of new information no i i did read benny thompson said they had footage that they haven't used before to show but if it's anything like all the other footage that we'd never seen before it looks a lot like the footage we have seen Mm -hmm. um i don't think they suddenly magically have footage of you know donald trump handing people shotguns or something so um so yeah i mean it's it's curious i I still don't understand why they've done it why they're holding one last one but uh but it's happening today 
Meaning uh, the day you're hearing this, not the day we're talking about it. Spent a bunch of time trying to figure out how to watch it on the plane, Dan. Yeah, because you're flying tomorrow, right? And I've decided the best way is probably going to try to watch it on my phone. Yeah. Because uh, my, my laptop will die. So I'm going to be sitting on a plane trying to get online, watching this stupid hearing on a phone. I mean, I think you could probably just not and then watch mm, the highlights mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or follow it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do other things. I don't think you need to necessarily watch it unfold in real time. It's not like it's going to end with them suddenly, you know, showing up at Mar-a-Lago and rolling out with Donald Trump in a paddy wagon or something. Mm-hmm. So you're saying don't watch it. I don't think you need to. I don't think you need to go to a great deal of effort or buy a airplane Wi-Fi or deal with the annoyances of airplane Wi-Fi just to see it. Counterpoint. What if I bought airplane Wi-Fi and tried to watch it on my phone? I mean, that would be fine. Or you could mm. watch like uh, everything, everywhere, all at once on the uh, on the flight on the little airplane movie screen options. Yeah, I don't want to watch it on a little tiny movie airline screen. Have you seen it? No, and I don't want to watch it on TV. Oh, it's so fucking good. I what? actually watched it when uh, the teen and I went out to Boston a couple of weeks ago, uh, having already watched it once on a larger screen. I watched it on my phone uh, because that's how you watch things on United. And it was still great. That movie is so fucking good. Well, Dan, I'll be watching the hearings on my phone. I mean, okay, that's fine. It's my choice, Dan. You do the thing you want to do, Maureen. I got to live with my I got to live my heart, Dan. Live, live your truth. I'm going to live my truth. Yeah. Live your truth. That truth is trying to watch the J6 hearing. On a plane. On an airplane Wi-Fi on your phone. Uh, well, when you put it like that, it sounds like I make bad choices. I mean, I didn't say it. Mm-hmm. I but did that's not what, say so, it. Yeah, it's just what you're thinking. I mean, maybe. Whoop. Anyway. I think maybe they're done. Famous last words. Yeah, Dan. Your ceiling's about to come down. <laughs> For sure. It's this- just going to be a whole bunch of... LA's finest coming in with an axe. There's gonna the sprinkler's gonna go off. I'm just gonna see the sprinkler go off and you're gonna continue there, trying to do this. There was a note in the room that said that they are also checking all of the sprinklers in the <laughs> hotel this week and that they will have to come into the room at some point to do that. Dan, is your sprinkler about to go off? It might. Uh, it... Well, Dan. Who knows? Well, Maureen Johnson. Mm-hmm. While we don't know what the J6 hearing holds for Donald Trump, we do actually know that his legal woes, of which there are plenty, have only mounted this week. Starting with the special master, Judge Raymond Deary, who really is a Deary. He basically handed the Trump lawyers their ass last week for trying to, as he put it, have their cake and eat it too in regards to Trump's claim, which he made once again on Hannity, that he declassified all the documents that were taken from Mar-a-Lago. Maureen, he declassified them just by thinking about it. Yeah, that was something. He's made that statement a number of times, but he did make it once again on the Sean Hannity program. Said that that's all he has to do, think about it. Even Hannity seemed to want to stop him. Yeah, 
I think that a lot of those folks are beginning to realize like, well, maybe the useful idiot is becoming less useful. The special master did uh, tell them, Trump's lawyers, that they needed to commit to his claim in writing with the court and explain the process that the declassification followed, or he would defer to the government's position that the documents that are inside folders that say classified are in fact classified. His lawyers were upset at that. (laughs) Uh, He also told the lawyers that if Trump is going to continue to claim that material was planted by the FBI, that they need to go through the list, the inventory that was given to them, of all of the material and indicate which of those things was planted there. (laughs) Seems unlikely that Trump's team is going to go and do either of those things. What Mm. with perjury laws being what they are and all. Dan. Oh, Dan. Remember that the special master is the thing that they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. They, they cherry-picked the judge. They yeah. asked for it. Yeah. The judge gave it to them. They picked the special master. Mm-hmm. They submitted two names. The government submitted two names. They went with one of the two names that the Trump people submitted. And somehow, he has fully just given them the finger in the process. <laughs> There is a lot of stuff happening with Trump this week that isn't all good for him, Dan. And, and uh, yeah. you know, everything's on fire. And um, so uh, I'll Except take this. for my hotel. hey Yeah. Thank you. Uh, well, the other funny thing is that the special master's decree that they tell them how, to, how Trump declassified these documents may not actually matter. Because the government did end up appealing part of the original ruling to the 11th Circuit Court, uh, where a three-judge panel returned a decision on the, basically, the government didn't appeal the entire ruling, didn't appeal the special master thing. What it appealed was uh, the fact that they are not allowed by the original judge, Judge Cannon's decision. They are not allowed to use or investigate the classified documents until the special master's work is done. They, they, they are barred from being able to handle them and they're barred from being able to investigate them because they, you know, basically what Cannon said was, we don't know if this stuff is or isn't, you know, should or shouldn't be part of your investigation. So until we know, uh, you, you can't do your investigation. Well, the 11th Circuit Court, of which a three-judge panel, two of whom were Trump appointees, they uh, concluded that, quote, we decide only the narrow question presented whether the United States has established that it is entitled to a stay of the district court's order, meaning hold off on, uh, on what Cannon said, that it, one, requires the government to submit for the special master's review the documents with classification markings, and two, enjoins the United States from using that subset of documents in a criminal investigation. The panel held, we conclude that the United States has established that they should get a stay on that. They went on to say that the plaintiff has not even attempted to show that he has a need to know the information contained in the classified documents, nor has he established that the current administration has waived that requirement for these documents. So they basically said, the fuck? Like, yeah, 
These are classified documents. The government says they need them. Yeah. And you haven't given any fucking reason whatsoever why you would need them. So, uh, yeah, no. Uh, So as a result of the 11th Circuit, now Deary has no jurisdiction over these 100 classified documents. And um, you might say, well, the Trump team is now going to um, appeal the 7th Circuit decision to the Supreme Court, which they would be in the right to do. However... And it's I've read differing opinions on this, whether this was a mistake or whether this is correct. But uh, Judge Cannon, the original idiot judge that allowed for all of this to begin with, has rewritten her order, removing the classified documents from it. So by that. So so now the classified documents are no longer in the in the special master's purview um, because they are no longer a part of the order, which means you can't appeal it. Because there's nothing to appeal now. The the classified documents no longer are a part of this decision. Uh, <laughs> uh. So you can't appeal the 11th Circuit saying you shouldn't use these documents because it's a moot point now. Because the documents are no longer a part of the judge's decision. What? And yes, there's a bit of a Mobius strip and a which came first, the chicken or the egg in this. But it seems that the general consensus is by having them removed from the originating decision uh you can no longer appeal the 11th circuit decision what because it's not a stay anymore right like the stay was to just hey for now we're putting a stay on not being able to use these documents right right but the judge went one step further and just took them off of the originating order so it's not a stay anymore now they just aren't there Dan. Yeah. Forget it. I have no questions. Everything's perfect. No notes. Yeah. So uh, that isn't the only problem that Donald Trump got into because New York Attorney General Tish James filed a lawsuit, a civil one, not a criminal one. Important to point that out against Donald Trump, the Trump Organization, Dojo, Eric and Ivanka for business fraud and misrepresenting their finances for personal gain. The lawsuit alleges that Trump and his family enriched themselves through, quote, numerous acts of fraud and misrepresentations over the last two decades by grossly inflating the former president's net worth by billions of dollars and cheating lenders and others with false and misleading financial statements, is how ABC News put it. Basically, Maureen, it seems like they did what everyone pretty much they were doing all along, which is inflating the values of the buildings that they owned and other holdings that they have to get loans then deflating the value when selling those buildings or filing taxes. So basically they were, you know, saying, oh, this building's worth $400 million. So give us a loan against that $400 million building. And then they turn around and sell it for $40 million. And they get, you know, they can pay back the loan easy and they walk away with a bunch of money from that loan as well. Right. Yeah. According to the lawsuit... Quote, the number of grossly inflated asset values is staggering, affecting most, if not all, of the real estate holdings in any given year. Wow. Uh, In one of the many examples in the suit, Mar-a-Lago was valued as high as $739 million, but it should have been valued at around one-tenth that amount at about $75 million. 
Holy shit. In another example, Trump stated the square footage of his own Trump Tower apartment to be 30,000 square feet when it's actually slightly under 11,000 square feet. That's different. Yeah, a little bit. The 30,000 square foot footage brought in a valuation of $327 million for the apartment. Hmm. If Trump loses, Trump and his large adult children can't serve as directors of companies registered in New York, and they and the Trump Organization can't buy commercial real estate or get bank loans in New York State for five years. In addition, an independent monitor would be assigned to the Trump uh, Organization, and they would watch valuations of Trump's assets for the next five years. He's had a week, hasn't he, that little scamp? Um, Tish has also forwarded stuff on to the IRS and the U.S. Attorney General as well, because as you hear that, it sure sounds like there's tax violations involved. Sounds crimey. Sounds a little bit crimey. I mean, the funny thing is, is it sure sounds exactly like the type of criming that everyone knew they were already doing. Yeah. Like fucking around with real estate holdings. In all sorts of weird ways. There's all kinds of crazy shit. Like they got, um, they got loans on the Scotland, uh, golf course, as well as another golf course. One of the ones in New York based on the idea that they were going to be able to build thousands of homes on the land, but the actual, um, sale agreements that they acquired the, the land for does bars them from building things like homes on it. So it's just like shit like that, where they just like straight up lied. Wow. To Trump. I know it's weird. I know this is a real fundamental core shaking revelation Mm. that he was fucking around with real estate. All right, Dan. So how many, what, what's the total right now? What we got going on with him? We've got. So January 6th committee hearings, You have January 6th committee hearings. You have a number of January 6th uh, related investigations by the Department of Justice. They've been serving um, subpoenas and things like that. Obviously, uh, Mr. MyPillow had his phone seized by the Department of Justice in that investigation. So you have like this spidering investigation coming out of J6. There's sort of the insurrection stuff that the committee is looking into. Uh, It seems like the Justice Department is most interested in the uh, possible seating of fake electors and the the fraud and uh, illegality of that. Um, But they seem to be fairly interested in a lot of the sort of election um was stolen stuff Mm -hmm. um you have georgia who is doing their own investigation into all of that um they have named people like rudy as being targets of their investigation um you have uh yeah then you have tish james and this is again it's a civil suit So there would be no, you know, jail from that. But there's certainly a possibility of things like uh, tax fraud coming out from that as well. Um, I believe I don't know if I said this also, in addition to not being able to uh, run a business in New York, essentially, uh, they would have to pay two hundred fifty million dollars in fines as well. Did you also just mention the raid of Mar-a-Lago? Then there's the raid of Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I did not. Yeah. Um, Mar-a-Lago raid and all of the kind of mishandling of documents stuff coming out of that. Mm -hmm. 
There's mm-hmm. a lot. I think there's yeah. even a few more. There's a few other civil suits and things like that that are moving forward. And Dan, Rudy had a little court problem this week. Did he? In that, oh, he forgot to show up. <laughs> Where? As told by the Daily Beast. I missed this. Rudy Giuliani was ordered to pay his third ex-wife $225,000. Um, and he was supposed to show up in court the other day, but he didn't appear because he, quote, didn't know about it. Sure. And added, I have never missed a court date. I am a pretty busy guy, one of the busiest in the United States. Yep. I have never missed a court date. Uh, he uh, missed a court date. He just uh, he he just wasn't there. Uh, so yes, he. I like the idea that there's some sort of ability to measure who is the busiest guy in the United States. Yeah, and that Rudy ranks in the top five, top ten. Well, if he he is ordered to pay uh, the two hundred twenty five thousand dollars by next month, or he could go to jail, and he ha- was found to be uh, in contempt of court for not showing up. It. It does feel there is sort of a really poetic thing that if the thing that finally undoes Rudy Giuliani is unpaid alimony. Yep. That would be amazing. Do you think Rudy has $225,000 right now to pay? I do not. Well, if he doesn't pay her, he goes to jail. He could hustle it up on Cameo probably, though. That's a lot of cat. That's a lot of birthday greetings. I mean... Okay, how much does Rudy charge on Cameo? I bet it's at least two hundred, right? So then he's only got to do a thousand. Let's I see, don't... Cameo, Rudy Giuliani. Let's see, Rudy W. Giuliani Cameo. Let's see. Oh my God! <laughs> he costs so much three hundred twenty-five for what? For just your normal personalized video from Rudy, 40 seconds, $325. But Maureen, Maureen what? Johnson. What? For $975. Okay. You can book a 10-minute live video with Rudy Giuliani for you and up to 10 people. <sighs> this does. Why didn't the a- court just book that? This this presents us with a conundrum, Dan. I don't want to give him money, Maureen. I don't want to give him money. And yet. <laughs> I really want to talk to him for 10 minutes. Because I bet in the 10 minutes on Cameo, we could get him to fess up to a crime. Easily. Like, it just wouldn't be hard. Easily. He might lead with it. We might be like, how are you? And he's like, let me tell you something. Let me tell you. The funny thing is, so the uh, the personalized video, which costs $325, that's from $325. What is the range here? What is that? Oh, you can add, like, if, if you want to add instructions beyond the, like, you can add 400 more characters and that boosts your the cost. Um, but so the... Uh, the personalized video includes a bunch of example videos of him, but the live video is just a screenshot of a live video call with actress Kate Flannery. (laughs) I don't know why. What? 
Yeah, it's just there's just a uh, Kate Flannery. I recognize her face. Oh, yeah, she's from The Office. It's also competed on the 28th season of Dancing with the Stars. I don't know why she is the example person there for Rudy's live video. Is she a I'm, for I'm a hit... friend of Rudy or is she just it's unrelated? No, I think it's just here is what your live video will look like. And maybe ah, Rudy has never done with done one. You So if you click on the booking him live, you get what do you want to talk about? And then it says Rudy W. Giuliani will see this. <laughs> And then you continue, then you just continue to payment. All right, hold on. I'm going to just write poop, continue to payment. No, I can't. This, this is me typing. Does that allow me to go to continue to payment? No, nothing allows me to hit. Oh, I, I, sorry. You have to book, you book a time. Jesus, you could book as soon as today. <laughs> what? We could book. We could be talking to Rudy Giuliani in fifteen minutes, eleven a.m. today. He's just around. Okay, now I hit continue to payment. Oh, I have to log into a cameo account. I bet you that those don't really go through. Anyway, at three twenty-five, if he's got to pay how much? Twenty-five thousand. Yep. So he just has to do 692 cameos of the videos. But if he's doing the, if he's doing lives, he can bang that out. 243 live sessions, 10 minutes, 243 times 10 times 10. So that's 2,430 minutes. We'll divide that by 60. 40 hours is a work week. He can put in a work week and have it done. All right. Well, I guess that's why he's available. <laughs> exactly. This has got to be his major form of uh, of income right now. You would think. I think so. Well, we're going to look into that. I don't think we're doing it. I don't want to give that dude even a fucking cent of my money. Is there that's any the way problem. that we could do it and then pull the money back? No, I don't think mm. so. Not in a way that would not fuck up your credit situation, right. I think. So, yeah, because he if he did it, that would be so awkward. Can you what, imagine how awkward that would be? What do you think we could get him to confess to for 900 and some like nine hundred and ninety dollars or whatever? <laughs> nine twenty five. I would gut anything. Right. Having texted with the man mm. where he's just responding to random people. Right. He kind of ran the line a few different times, like right. walked the edge. I think if you were actually doing it live, especially when he doesn't totally understand the technology and is probably drunk, I think probably you could get him to say anything. Right. It does make me wonder, like, why not just book him through Cameo if he's going to miss a court date? You could just book him, get him in. 10 minutes. Well, presumably one does not want to pay him for showing up to court. True. I guess that's the problem. Um, Could you serve him over a cameo that you book? Could you book a 10 minute cameo and serve him? I guess you have to physically serve him, don't you? Maybe. What if we got him to confess to something 
I feel like that's worth $900. <laughs> Probably. That's that's worth oh, it. Oh boy. Oh boy. He can't spend that money in jail. Well, he maybe. Yeah, he could. He could. Look, Dan, you can't buy flip phones. You can't get all your big pants and flip phones that he needs in jail. <laughs> it's true. Well, for 925, you probably could. Get a really shitty flip phone? I mean, I think that's what he has. And giant pants? Yeah, you could get a jitterbug equivalent. And giant fart pants and a jitterbug? Yeah. Fart pants and a jitterbug. Well, on that note, this transcontinental version of Says Who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where every Sunday you get a bonus episode of this very podcast if you give the 5 or $10 a month level. And if you give it the $10 a month level, you get a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club, patreon.com slash says who. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that's A-G-Y at says who podcast.com. Join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. And I will tell you, Maureen Johnson, a yep. lot of people on the Facebook have COVID right now. So we hope you all are having <sighs> an easy run with it and that you get better soon. And uh, boy, do we all not wish that we didn't live in this continual fucking fun house of hell. But... Spread the word, subscribe, leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen, and you can join us next Wednesday. What just happened, Morin? Did you turn the lights off? You Suddenly you look like you're in like uh, the Blair Witch Project. Dan, I pulled the computer closer because I want to read some stuff to you. Okay. And this suddenly, is... Maureen, it's like in the dark, and it's just her face barely lit. Put Join some music next Wednesday, October 5th for our next episode. What would you like to read to me more? Put a little music under this. Okay. Tishum's Big Bombay Breakfast. Oh, man. Little music, please. I'm ready. Your plate will be laden with abundant akuri, char strips, smoky bacon from Ranzi of Karluk peppery Shropshire Park sausages, masala beans, grilled field mushrooms, grilled tomato and buttered homemade buns. Mm. The wrestler's non-roll with smoky streaky bacon, peppery pork sausages and runny yolked egg wrapped in a non bread with a little cream cheese, tomato chili jam and fresh coriander leaves. How bad... Dishoom is the place that there's like a secret membership key ring you can get, right? There is? Yeah. Yeah, a friend of mine got the key ring. What? Got the Dishoom key ring. I'm looking it up right now. Dishoom has a secret key ring. What? Yeah. Okay. Tell me everything. Uh, This is according to the Metro... Uh, what if we told you there was a secret way to get free food from the Indian cuisine favorite? Enter the Dishoom key ring. Almost underground, flashing one of these in a Dishoom branch is a status symbol that most people don't quite understand the meaning of. If you've ever seen someone discreetly show a waitress their set of keys when asking for the bill and wonder what was going on, the person was in fact signaling that they have a key ring. Okay. What happens next is a member of Dishoom staff will bring a dice to the table, and if a six is rolled, the entire meal for that group is free, drinks and all. 
What? It's all down to the luck of the roll, and owning a keyring gets you a go at bagging a free meal. Ah, here you go for Maureen. Okay. It's easy to get one. Simply okay. ask for Matka, M-A-T-K-A, the mm-hmm. next time you visit Dishoom, the brand tells Metro.co.uk, though they do say it's, quote, for a select number of our friends. Okay. Matka is a, hidden, is a Hindi term meaning pot or cup. Depending okay. on the branch you get your key ring from, it will have a different look. But the good news is all styles can be used in any Dishoom venue. Wow, I want one. Yeah. A Dishoom representative says, quote, there are several designs of matka available inspired by the unique stories of each restaurant. Oh, wow. For example, wow. the Dishoom Carnaby uh, matka is a plectrum inspired by the Bombay London music scene of the 1960s. Dishoom Covent Garden has the initials ND engraved on a copper coin representing the new Dishoom on the site where Dishoom originated in 2010. Matka is also a slang term for the underground lottery that originated in Bombay in 1962. Fabulous. Once you get a key ring, it comes in a blue pouch with a little note that instructs you to attach the key ring to your keys to, quote, invoke special privileges. It can only be used Monday through Friday before 6 p.m. and for groups of up to 12. I'm going to try to get one. Yeah, a a woman that I used to work with uh, got one. Wow. Yeah, I like any kind of special thing like that. Yeah. I don't even care. I don't even care what it's do for. It. I just, you I just want it. it. You got to do it. Oh, Dan, I got to fly home tomorrow. It'll be good. You'll yeah. be home, and then are you home for a bit? You've been on constant move. I'm on. I'm home for a bit, but Dan, more importantly, I'll be watching a watching this on a plane. The hearings on your phone. Matka is that the word? Matka. All right. You can do it. I believe in you. March over there right now. Look, if we pass one, I'm going to go and be like Matka. Yeah. All right. From my small hotel room that seems to no longer be testing the fire alarm, I am Dan Sinker. Matka. Why is it? This is the thing I don't understand. Why is it pitch black in your room? What happened between when we started recording and now? I'm a ghost. Ooh. All right, well, Ghost Maureen, let's go ahead and sign out. If I turn it towards the window, can you see anything? Yeah, it's dark, though. Did you not have lights on? No, I don't have any lights. No, I just don't have any lights on. I like to sit in the dark like a weirdo. It was brighter when we started. Ooh, dishoom, (laughs) matka. Ooh, spooky. From? Yeah. Not home, Dan, but a a, a a home away from home, a, a spiritual home, a, a center, a, a center of light and love, a complicated place, a place where the American government and people's concept may have originated, and it's a co- we have we have many complicated relationships with each other and with our relationship. Dan, lean lean back. Don't lean away from. You got to listen to me. I'm listening. I have headphones on. I'm just getting comfortable because clearly they're going to be here a while. I'm trying to set a mood. (laughs) Just racing. He's just, he's just, just, Matka, give me a key ring. This has been. No, I wasn't done. God damn it. It's a place. It's a lively place. It's a spirited (sighs) place. It's a, 
a place where we see a reflection or a, like a warped funhouse mirror of our. Don't check your phone while I'm talking. Just wait. Put your phone. The spin says who? A podcast that reflects the time. Are you done? I, I guess so. Go Maka. get that key ring. Maka.